is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Oh, yes, that's right. It's that time again on a Thursday night. It's time for the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Thank you for tuning in live on our YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe and hit the bell notification so you get notified whenever we have new content available to you. You can also stay up to date with the show when you're on the go by downloading us on your favorite podcast app. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater. And of course, it's Thursday, which is always a little bittersweet. Like, I, I love the show. I love the guests that we have on Thursday nights. But at the same time, it's it's a little depressing when we have to talk about injuries. And it's a little depressing when you have to look at the NFL scheduling. I went on a whole tirade about this. You missed it, Daniel. I went on a whole tirade about this last night, about the NFL scheduling and how I know artificial intelligence is not ready to take over because of the NFL scheduling and how stupid it is with 16s on by and nobody on by next week. Uh, but that is the life we're living right now in the fantasy football world, trying to find you some sort of edge, some sort of deep dive, guys. Make sure you check out my rankings on BillionFantasySports.com. I'll be updating that throughout the weekend because we're dumpster diving, especially at the running back position. We'll get more into that later. But first, Danielle Dubois, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm excited to be here. Good to have you. Yeah, so let's let's go ahead and dive into this thing and get our guests of the hour properly introduced. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. He's the number one fantasy sports medical expert in the world. Host of the Injured List podcast, Mr. Brian Scott. Nice. I even did the little. You did. I like that little pop up. Yeah, little pop up. I I like you're adding to it. It's still not the LeBron dust. I still want the baby powder. (sighs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) I might have to use like medicated baby powder or something, but we'll see. We'll see. We got we gotta figure that out. All right, Brian, how are you doing, man? How's everything I'm going? Good. I'm good. I'm I'm very I'm very good, man. My fantasy teams are kicking butt. That's right, because he's listening to this show when he's doing all the medical expert for himself. That's right. That's right yeah. You should be. Uh yeah. How's the how's the show going? How's the Angelus podcast going? Oh, By the way, guys, make sure you go check it out. Any any platform it's it's available to you. It's going great. I've I have actually backlogged my episodes um with getting them out because I'm so busy. Um and I've got like three on the back burner that I gotta edit and stuff. But I just put one out uh, earlier this week, um, a new episode with Aswan Crookshank, former collegiate football player, and talk about his story. So check it out if you haven't listened. Very interesting story. Um takes us through his injuries and his collegiate football career and what he's up to now. So it's really cool. And I got a bunch of guests already done and lined up along the way here. So we'll be getting them out uh, within the next couple of weeks. Make sure you check out. Always very insightful with what you come up with, uh, with especially the guests that you've been having as of late, too. So, guys, make sure you go ahead and check out the Injured List podcast on any platform and on YouTube. I assume YouTube, actually. I should probably should ask that question. Yeah, at Fantasy Sports yeah. Corp. We, we got yep. the videos up there, too. There you go. Go to Fantasy Sports Corp. Go there and subscribe. All right, guys. Let's get into it. Oh! 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 oh. All right, who we got to talk about first, Danielle? Justin Fields and a dislocated thumb. Yeah, so tough injury, quarterback again. We saw this with Drew Brees a few years ago, just uh, shortly before he retired. Good news there was he was actually able to come back, I think it was like five or six weeks or so, um, and that was after surgery. Now, 
they're not talking about surgery yet for Justin Fields. I think it's going to be inevitable, unfortunately, depending on how bad that injury was and how damaged that ligament became um, because he had a dislocated thumb. And that's usually what happens. If you don't have a fracture, you at the very least will have some type of ligament injury. Question is, how stable is it? Is he going to be able to regain some of that grip strength to be able to throw a ball without having to be braced or taped, which is probably very unlikely. So my guess is they'll kind of give him some time to kind of recover here and see what they're dealing with and how good he can get before pulling the trigger on season-ending surgery, unfortunately. Oh, man, you really think it's going to be season-ending? Like that's Well, the thing is, like, we're getting... if they These are one of those things, like, they don't make a decision soon then he's on the clock. So every week you wait is a week gone and you're not going to get that back. And like, you know, Drew Brees came back. I think it was like five weeks, which is pretty quick. You know, usually that could take anywhere between six to eight at minimum. So, you know, he came back quick. I'm not so sure Justin Fields will be able to do that. It really depends on the nature of his injury and whether it's the same as Drew Brees or not. Optimistically, he could be back in five weeks, but the longer they wait to pull that trigger, then the, the less of a likelihood that is. Danielle, I don't know about you. I can't go the rest of the season with Tyson Badgett at the starting quarterback position for the Chicago Bears. Like, I, I'm going to pluck my eyeballs out. Yeah, no. I mean, it was already not looking great, and Justin Fields seemed to be, like, a little tiny bright of sunshine on that team. So not much looking forward to if you're a Bears fan or if you're a fantasy football fan who has Justin Fields on his your team. Yeah, when it's finally starting to look good. I mean, and I'll take it a step further here, too, because to be honest, Brian, the reporting going on with Justin Fields is more centered around the idea like, well, maybe maybe he's back as soon as he's able to grip the ball because we don't know. And but we go off of what you're saying, which is where we get the edge. And I trust everything you say because it's 99 percent of the time accurate. Um, you guys need to be selling DJ more now. I wasn't on the bandwagon of selling DJ Moore until you break this down. So yeah, see ya, DJ Moore, while you still can, while he still has value, while we still don't know exactly the prognosis of what Justin Fields is going to be, at least from the reporting standpoint. So sell, sell, sell. That's what I'm hearing when you come down to this news of it actually being a possibility of him not coming back this season or, you know, five to eight weeks. DJ Moore has high-end wide receiver two value right now. Now it's going to be your only time to strike if this winds up coming down with two surgery. Oh, terrible news. All right, so what's next, Danielle? Daniel Jones and his neck injury. Yeah, so I do not think we see him this weekend, given the fact that Tyrod Taylor filled in pretty admirably, um, despite the rest of the team's woes. Yeah, Tyrod. (laughs) um you know he he was he he did participate in practice and was limited uh and was able to do some throwing however uh he you know it's a neck thing you don't really want to mess around with that he had a neck issue a couple of years ago that caused him to miss the last six games of that season i think it was 2021 um they haven't said if it's the same injury initially he said it's not however you don't mess around with someone's neck especially in the sport of football and with the brutal beating he's been getting back there behind that horrendous offensive line i can't see them risking it until he's like 100 percent. so i don't think we see him this weekend despite the fact that he's uh, returned to practice in a limited fashion yeah and you know what I, I don't think this matters from, uh, <laughs> from a fantasy standpoint of saquon barkley darren waller like, I don't think it really matters. Like, Danielle, I don't know if you heard this this news story going on, but there was people in the locker room saying, we want to see Taylor be the starting quarterback regardless of whether Daniel Jones is good to go. Did, did you catch that one? I did. I heard a little bit about it, and it kind of shocked me because I was like, oh, okay. I mean, comes in once, and they were just like, okay, let's go for it because I guess I think they're just really hoping for just 
anything at this point, any signs of hope, it seems like, if you're a Giants fan or if you're the Giants. So, yeah, I mean, we, I wouldn't we need be opposed a spark. to it. We need a spark. I wouldn't be opposed sure. to it if he does something, <laughs> something good here, maybe like a spark, like you said. So, you know, whatever works, really. I, look, I, look, they're not going to get their wish because if he is healthy enough to go, he's getting paid $40 million. He's going to have to go back out there. But I think the big yeah. key... <laughs> Um, and Chris Dahauer actually touched on it yesterday a little bit on our show yet uh, our show last night. Make sure you go back and check out the Operation Domination uh, full preview episode for week seven if you didn't find it yesterday. But what we talked about was with Tyrod Taylor, people down the field were actually getting the ball. Darius Slayton was actually getting the ball. Wondell Robinson was actually getting the ball. Now they only put nine points up on the board, but people not named, you know, I guess the other team were getting the ball basically when it comes to Daniel Jones. So I do think there's something to that from that standpoint, and we'll have to see how this plays out. And I guess we'll find out on Sunday if this, if it gets rolling in the right direction or not with Tyrod Taylor. Uh, hard to believe. Uh, what we got next? Deshaun Watson and his bruised rotator cuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've never heard of that diagnosis. Um, my <laughs> guess is it probably is some type of uh, rotator cuff strain. They might have done an MRI and seen some inflammation in and around maybe the attachment point on his shoulder and the humerus there, and that's why they're calling, calling it a bruised rotator cuff. But um, either way, uh, despite having a bye week in between here, he still missed the week after, but was limited in practice today, was throwing a ball. I saw a bunch of video of him. Looked like he was doing it pretty good. I mean, he was doing some short throws, some medium-length throws down the field, but nothing really crazy, uh, but never really winced or looked like he was favoring it at all. So I I'm thinking he's going to be ready to go. Um, uh, what that diagnosis is, I really don't know. But, you know, they probably just are treating him with kitty gloves and uh, making sure he's 100%. Yeah, I guess from what I understand anyway is that he's in a lot of pain and basically it seems to be affecting his velocity. That that, that I mean that's what's being said. Yeah. Uh, I mean I saw the video. There was there's a lot of video floating around on Twitter and world and social media world today of him throwing and it didn't look terrible. I mean if it's that bad, uh, I mean your rotator cuff is is vital to be able to throw a ball, period, whether it be a baseball or a football. So if it was bad enough, you wouldn't even be doing that. They wouldn't even let him uh, let alone. So, you know, I it it looked like he had a decent amount of velocity on the ball from what I could tell and the, you know, video clips, but um, I, I think we see him out there. I, I think he's had long enough to, to get over this. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope we do. I do have him ranked. If he, if he's out there, I do have him ranked as a top 12 quarterback, number 12, actually on the board right now. Just, First of all, Danielle, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but six teams on by. There's a lot of quarterbacks that we don't want to play or are really disappointing at the moment. Anyway, I had Trevor Lawrence who's playing right now tonight at 14. I don't even have him side by top 12 right now just because of what we've seen and the injury he was having going into this game in a tough matchup. So it's things you're dealing with that on top of a heavy bye week. And uh, and also, I will just say, as for all the backup quarterbacks that we're starting to see so far this year already with injury, I don't want to see P.J. Walker out there. Can we, so if I can get Deshaun Watson, I'll, I'll take it at this point. But, Daniel, what do you think? No, I agree. And, yeah, it's it's a rough, not even it, it week, but year for fantasy, especially with all these injuries that we've been talking about. But, yeah, if you can get, get in Watson here, that would be uh, really prime for this week, especially with all the bye teams because, dang, this is crazy having all these buying teams oh who's next jimmy g in his back oh jimmy g i, I thought we <laughs> weren't gonna see him man he was doing he made it like the week six or seven whatever <laughs> yeah and then here he is back again literally with the back 
Well, here's the good news. He dodged a bullet because originally they thought he might have uh, had some internal organ damage uh, because when he was got injured, they they actually brought him to the hospital from the stadium because they were so concerned about it. So that initial fear uh, turned out to be negative and it, it was some type of back injury. He didn't practice. He, he's, he's already been listed as out this weekend, so we won't we won't see him. The problem with Jimmy G is if you look back, his injuries are never minor. And then they're always like compounded by a second injury very quickly. So red flag, red flag, red flag. Uh, even if he does step back on the field in the next few weeks, historically speaking, the statistics don't, uh, he's going to have something else happen to him. Well, oh, first of all, he's Jimmy G. He's always going to have something else happen to him. He doesn't need any, <laughs> he doesn't need any assistance or any help with that anyway. So that's, that's besides the point. Um, Danielle, if you're looking at this, Aiden O'Connell, Brian Hoyer, if you're a Devontae Adams, Kobe Myers, Josh Jacobs owner, who would you rather see out there? Brian Hoyer, for sure. Really? I, I'm personally, I mean, he was the best quarterback in Sunday's game. Now, not saying that that was a high bar to pass. That was a very <laughs> low bar considering the performance. However, I feel like Brian Hoyer is at least like pretty reliable most of the times. <laughs> kind Didn't of question like, mark. Aiden O'Connell earlier this year. I thought he was fantastic, but I thought he was top one. I mean, I honestly, I'm not too concerned either way because, I mean, if you're Devontae Adams, as long as the ball is getting to you, you can figure it out and make up a good amount of yards, which is great for fantasy. But I personally like what you're just a little bit more coming from what I've seen from him. Um, And I think it seems like they will most likely be leaning towards Warrior, but I don't know. Well, so uh, you kind of touched on it there, and that's the point that I'm trying to make is that with Devontae Adams, we saw Aiden O'Connell come in and target him 13 times, and Devontae Adams had a great game, and Jacoby Myers only had four targets in that spread. If you are a Devontae Adams owner and you need him to get off the snide, especially in a matchup here against Chicago, which he should be able to get off the snide, I want to see Aiden O'Connell out there because I already know he can get him the ball at the very least, and we'll take some shots downfield. Brian Hoyer ain't taking shots down the field. He's going to be doing the same thing Jimmy G's been doing, which I'm pepper in the middle of the field. I'm dropping it short. Maybe that's fine for Josh Jacobs. Maybe it's fine for Jacoby Myers, but you spent the draft capital on Devontae Adams. You're getting screwed as a result. At least that's what I think is going to wind up happening. For what it's worth, small sample size. Last week, uh, there was two targets of Myers, two targets of Devontae Adams when Brian Hoyer came into the game. So he split it kind of evenly between those two. I don't know. I'm just saying. I think I'd rather see Aiden O'Connell at this point. Give me the unknown. I know what Brian Hoyer is. I'm tired of seeing old men out there. Fair <laughs> so enough. Let's, go to, let's go to our next segment. It's bad. It's so bad. There's blood everywhere. Oof. Oh, it's so bad. I don't want to look. Danielle, who is it? I don't want to look. Christian McCaffrey. Rip- no! <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'm not too concerned about it, and neither should you be. Um, Christian McCaffrey's a tough dude, man. And he's had some bad injuries and bounced back and still looked great this season. This is an oblique injury. It doesn't sound like it's anything too serious. He's He's been saying, and they're saying he's day-to-day. Um, they got a Monday night football game, which is huge, so that gives him an extra day of rest. And uh, I think he'll be ready to go by then. Look to see him ramp up his practice participation as the week goes on here. But I expect him good to go. All right. that that's what I, That's what I want to hear. Like, uh, we talk about draft capital. Chris McCaffrey is the only player that you took inside the top four that's going to be paying back your draft capital right now as long as people stay on the field. Justin Jefferson, nope, not anymore. Jamar Chase hasn't been that guy except for one game. Devontae Adams hasn't been that guy. It's only been Christian McCaffrey. So 
let's just let's keep it that way. Let's let something make sense. I need something to make sense right now. That's what I need. Daniel, help me out with this question. We got one in for Motion Man here. PPR start Zach Moss, Dante Foreman, Craig Reynolds, or Kareem Hunt. A slew of crappy RB twos. Believe it or not, I am in leagues where my choices are even worse than this. So trust me, I understand your pain, Motion Man. Uh, Danielle, though, what, what would you do here? Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm not. I'm. I'm. Oh, I was kind of going back and forth between Foreman and Hunt here, but I have no idea. I mean, I think either Foreman or Hunt, I, I, I feel more confident with, I guess. Um, but I can't say I'm necessarily like jumping at the bit for any one of them. <laughs> No, I, I, I will say I do have Hunt ranked ahead of Zach Moss. I think Jonathan Taylor takes more of a load this week, so that his his usage will continue to decline. Uh, we haven't talked about it yet, but I am leaning towards Dante Foreman being the lead back of the Chicago Bears this Sunday. He's probably the one. I haven't adjusted my rankings yet on the idea that Roshan's going to be out, but when I do, I will likely have Dante Foreman inside my top 24, which would leapfrog everybody on this list. So that is probably the direction in which I am going to go for that one uh all right so what do you have oh, oh we got okay get, just give us all three of these lines running who, who are they? <laughs> okay so we got david montgomery with his ribs cart ribs cartilage jamar gibbs hamstring craig reynolds hamstring don't stop there you might as well keep going aaron jones hamstring that's, that's the, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah go. add another hamstring. hamstring. <laughs> go ahead yep go ahead hamstring, hamstring hamstring well so so all right let's start with montgomery with the rib thing He's got some uh, like a costo cartilage injury, which is basically kind of the cartilage between the ribs slash false ribs. Sounds like he might have broken that or sprained that at the very least. These are injuries are painful. They take they take a long time to get better. I don't think we see him until after their week nine bye, to be honest. And um, you know Montgomery is no stranger to the injured list. Um, he was on one of my week early week blogs back in 2022. So um, I don't see him. Bouncing back from this, it sounds like it was pretty significant. He uh, did not practice yesterday. I, I don't think he practiced today, so I don't see him coming back. They got a week nine bye. They might as well just get him ready for that. Now, Jameer Gibbs, on the other hand, has already missed the last few weeks um, with his hamstring injury, and he's limited in practice yesterday and today. But uh, everyone around the organization, including himself, is cautiously optimistic that he'll be ready to play this weekend. And, you know, normally with these hamstring things, I'm very weary to say that until they've got the full practice in. But Jameer Gibbs has health and youth on his side. And so that's huge. Um, and if it wasn't serious to begin with, and with the way Montgomery was playing until he just got hurt, they probably just wanted to rest Gibbs and be cautious with it and not let it linger the rest of the season. So I'm very optimistic that we might see him this weekend, where as Craig Reynolds is also dealing with a hamstring, missed Wednesday's practice. And reportedly it was a rest day, but he was limited again. And until I see him go full speed, I'm more optimistic about Gibbs getting back out there. So um, not good situation in Detroit. Um, just, I mean, the worst case scenario that you could be dealing with if for running back positions. Now, Aaron Jones, conversely, is a guy that tweaked his hamstring almost four weeks ago. And this is the big thing I always talk about with hamstrings is, they are very easily re-aggravated. And so he missed a few weeks, came back um, um, against the, um, what was it, the Chiefs? Yes. Played or played 20 snaps and then basically had to miss the following week. So uh, I, I, 
this is what this is the big problem with hamstrings. This is what what really guys are being nuts because like until you see guys go full full speed, um, you got to be really cautious. And so I'm going to be cautious with Aaron Jones as well. Um, but they did have the the bye week, so that gave him an extra chance. Now he says he feels as though he's made a full recovery. Um, maybe he has. Maybe he has. Maybe when he had that twenty snap game week four, uh, he realized like I'm not back yet. Maybe I should just shut it down. And he didn't actually re-injure it. He just felt like, hey, this is feel good. So if that's what happened and he had the bye week to rest, then there is no reason to think that he shouldn't be fully recovered, assuming there was no major setback. L- let me let me take you guys on a little ride real quick. Cause this is this was my this is my week in, in one of these leagues. All right. So I don't have Kyron Williams anymore. He goes down. Okay. I'm expecting to have Roshan Johnson back. We'll talk about him in a second, but you know, Roshan Johnson not looking good for him to play. It's the only league in which I didn't get down to form and to back up Roshan Johnson, of course. So now my options become I could pick up Jordan Mason, Craig Reynolds off the waiver wire. You know, Zach Evans was already taken. So I pick up Craig Reynolds. I'm like, all right, there's a chance, you know, maybe Gibbs doesn't go and he gets all the work. And then we find out after I wasted a waiver wire pick on him that Craig Reynolds then doesn't practice at all on a Wednesday. And now I'm like, okay, well, you're you're gonna have a hamstring issue. I'm not even touching you because you're slow as molasses to begin with. So I drop him and I pick up Royce Freeman. Then I look at myself in the mirror and I said, What the hell are you doing with Royce Freeman on your roster? <laughs> so I dropped him and I picked up Jordan Mason just in case. But I hope Chris McCaffrey plays and it sounds like he will. So now in a league in which I have Ramondre Stevenson is my only real healthy back, I'm gonna probably have to pick up Zeke Elliott and play both Stevenson <laughs> and Zeke Elliott against the Buffalo Bills this week and call it a day that was my ride thank you craig reynolds you screwed me <laughs> that's right wow. you're not alone that's a good thing oh, you're not alone not alone this that's... week i understand hopefully my story can make some of you feel better out there as well that that was that was my hope for that oh it's absolutely brutal aaron jones by the way top 12 running back this week he better be able to go i, I don't even i don't even have a synopsis for that but daniel you got any stories like that <laughs> Uh, thankfully, no. Um, I'm actually like kind of very, very calm fantasy year with injuries so far. So I'm hoping that kind of thing doesn't happen because if I have Zeke and Ramondre Stevenson on my team, I think I might cry as I know what's going to happen on Sunday. (laughs) Yeah. Not looking forward to it. Not, not really looking forward to it. Trying to tell myself the bills suck on the run defense. And you know, maybe if, you know, if, if one of them falls in, I'll get those points for the end zone. If one of them falls in, you know, yeah. but yeah, you and uh, all the Patriots fans out here have the same hope. Yeah. It, it's, it's not looking pretty. And by the way, whatever fantasy gods you please, I send some of that luck my way. That you're not hurt by injury. Cause you got to be the only person I know I who isn't at the moment. All right. Well, who's our next running back? <laughs> Roshan Johnson and a concussion. Yeah. Um, he's still in concussion protocol. Uh, so he's, not going to probably play again because I don't think he's going to be able to get out of that yet. And he's hasn't practiced since week five, which is crazy. So he's got some serious stuff going on. Probably developed uh, post-concussion syndrome, which is why he's taken so long. And that's a, a serious issue that they got to keep a close eye on. Okay. Because that was the question I was going to ask you, is that in your experience, if your concussion is going on for this long, what do you think yeah. is causing that? Yeah. So post, okay. That, that would make sense. And our last running back? Jeff Wilson and his ribs. Yeah, he had like what ribs, finger, and like three other body parts they listed, sure. and he was on IR for a long time. Apparently, he returned to full practice today. Now I don't know if they officially activated him off IR. I don't think they have yet, not act, not because you can practice but not be activated. Let's not forget that. Right. Yeah. Okay. But he's already like week two into his twenty-one day window. I think like they he was 
slated to come off IR, I think, last week. But today was only the first day he got back in practice. So I'm not watch, I'm not sure what they're waiting for. Um, could be a roster management issue more than anything. It could be. They got to activate him soon. I got to think if he's practicing in full this week, he's going to be he's going to have to be good to go. I mean, uh, Danielle, you rushed it away for wire to pick up Jeff Wilson. What do you think? Um, I would consider if my running back room is under a lot of injuries, like it seems like you are in, um, especially with uh, Devon A-Chain going down a little bit uh, last week, I think, right? Um, yeah. I would definitely yeah. like maybe look towards that because they might want to look towards some extra running back help. So definitely I'd keep an eye on him for sure. Maybe I'd wait a week or so and just see how it goes after his first game, and then I'd consider picking him up. Yeah, uh, he's not even available in that league for me, so I, that's not even an option either. Oh, that's, still yeah. that's how deep it's going. That's how bad it is. <laughs> Let's go to the next one. Some... Oh, you! Ooh, all right, let's get to these wide receivers. We got off the rip. Devontae Smith, hamstring. Another hamstring. but uh, he, So he was limited in practice uh, today. And um, he missed yesterday. Might have been just an extra day rest. But he, he told reporters, he's like, I'm going to play Sunday. So it doesn't sound like it's too significant. Maybe they're just letting him rest up this week. But uh, sounds like he's going to be good to go. I mean, th- that part is good news. But this wasn't a guy who was ever listed on the injury report. So all of a sudden, he misses a day with a hamstring injury. And you, you start, you know, as a fantasy owner, you start to panic. Because I'm like, I got enough crap to deal with this week. With <laughs> <laughs> being out in one of the best matchups you could possibly have yeah. against the Miami Dolphins on Sunday night. Uh, Danielle, who's next? Debo Samuel on his shoulder. Yeah, so there's been some conflicting information coming out about this. Um, I didn't see what happened when he got hurt. I don't. I didn't. I was watching part of that game, but missed the the actual uh, injury. Um, he said today that he's feeling quite sore, but actually very sore. Then said he's like started kind of describing that he had a stinger, but then kind of backtracked and said, "I don't really even know what a stinger is. I don't think I had a stinger." <laughs> <laughs> um, so it sounds like they're trying to be a little coy about this and maybe not leak out too much information. Um, if it's a stinger, then what it is is the nerves in your brachial plexus, which is the group of nerves that exits your cervical spine and goes down your shoulder and arm, uh, get some type of injury, whether it be from traction, traction type injury or compression type injury. Those can be very painful when they when they happen, but they also can resolve very quickly. So the question now becomes whether or not this is like a lingering uh, issue where he's got symptoms still, or maybe he's sore in the neck and the shoulder, so they just don't want to risk it with the neck. He said he's day to day. With the Monday Night Football game coming up, I mean, there's a good chance he'll be able to get ready and be be available. Um, you know, with the Stingers, you certainly don't want to do any type of contact drills and stuff. So I don't see him doing much in practice this week. But he could be a true game time decision coming off this type of injury if that's in fact what it is. And it's a Monday night game. Danielle, would you take the chance in trying to play him or are you just going to look for another option? Oh, I might look for another option. And if I have somebody good on the bench that I know will be at least like cons- like a good, consistent number that they're going to be putting up, I would consider it just because you don't want to be stuck in that situation where you have nobody else. Unless you have like Brandon Ayuk ready to go on your team, then like, Sure, of course, like wait until game time and you can just switch, swap them out real quick. But um, yeah, I would definitely consider playing somebody else just because you let don't want to be stuck in this way real quick. Let's say your backup option was KJ Osborne. 
who is, you know, of course, playing in that game. And your only other option that you could go to in your team, and I think this is a real scenario people are facing right now, is let's say a Josh Palmer who's at like wide receiver 34 right now. Would you play Josh Palmer or would you try to take the chance Debo plays and just know you're going to pivot to KJ Osborne if he can't? What would you do there? I think I'd take the chance there. In that situation, I would take the chance and then pivot so if I have to. I'm glad you said that because it just displays – it depends on what your options are, what you have laid out in front of you, and, and what exactly. you can drop off with Debo Samuel because, like Brian says, there is still a chance he does go this this week. Um, exactly. All right, so what's our last receiver? Deontay Johnson, another hamstring injury. Surprise. Um, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, he was on IR, uh, and I think he's now slated to come off IR. Not sure if they officially put him off IR, but he did practice. So that's a good sign. Um, that was yesterday and today. So um, he's working his way back. Uh, if he can get through a full couple of days of practice here, I expect them to activate him. Um, if I'm not mistaken, right? I think he was on IR for four weeks when he first got hurt. Yeah, no, he he's no. eligible to come back this week. He hasn't been activated off of IR, but they are expecting him to return this week's game. That is, yeah. that no, is they're going to make that. They're going to have to make that decision probably after Friday. Yeah, before the Friday deadline, I think. Rest of season, Deontay Johnson or George Pickens, Danielle. George Pickens. Mm, the big play. Yeah. I don't know. If I, I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know that I care too much, to be honest. They both Real. are wide receivers. Yeah. Threes for me. Um, but I give a slight edge to Deontay. I still think he's the first read really? if he's healthy in this offense. My problem with George Pickens is that he had two blow-up games in Deontay Johnson's absence. But both games, he needed 10 targets to get like 50% of the balls that actually catch those targets with, and then he blew up. In the games in which he got less than double-digit targets, he did absolutely nothing. He's not going to get double-digit targets with Deontay Johnson with the way this offense is going. So I guess that's my concern when it comes to George Pickens right now. But either way, wide receiver threes you probably aren't overly excited for. All right, who's our last player on our list? Greg Dolchich in another hamstring. (laughs) Yeah, seems to be the theme this year. Uh, I, I didn't hear anything about a back... No, I'm um, saying he just got back. Oh, like, yeah. Back yeah this is last week. So this is like the third time he's been dealing with this specific injury going back to, I think, last year and then came back and then tweaked it or re-injured it toward the end of the Chiefs game last week. And this was after coming off IR from the same injury. So this is terrible news if you're him uh, and not good for the team. So uh, I predict he's probably going to miss a few more weeks now. Um, with this I mean this sounds like a real serious re-injury like the ones that we are afraid of as uh, team trainers and healthcare providers working in this field you know this is why uh, we said it earlier and we say it again uh, be really weary and cautious of these guys coming off these hamstring injuries especially with a history like we see he didn't practice today Uh, I think it's going to be a while before we see him back on the field yeah, so much for Greg Dolch just being the joker of this offense this year. It's just uh, clearly it's not going to happen, unfortunately. It's not like you were depending on him. You had other options anyway, but it's just if you're hoping you were going to get a tight end that maybe you could pick up off the waiver wire because he had been dropped. Um, yeah, it's it's not going to happen. It's a shame. I want to thank both Brian and Danielle for coming on the show. Brian, what do you got coming up where you want people to follow you? Yeah, so like I put down below here at Injured List Pod on Twitter, I do a lot of um, tweets and updates on there primarily. Also, the website, theinjuredlist.com. Subscribe to the blog. You'll get a lot more detailed information plus some fantasy strategies from Fantasy Sports Corps' very own Andrew LaDuke. And then um, 
here every Thursday, Fantasy Sports Courier and TSS Fantasy Fridays and Sundays. I'll be doing live injury stuff with those guys as well. So check it out. Absolutely, we will. Danielle, what do you got coming up? Where we can follow you at? Great Instagram you can follow, follow me? by the way, Danielle is. um yeah you can follow me on twitter at danielle duval like vc on the screen and then on instagram danielle underscore dub um i have a show that just premiered actually tonight if you guys want to watch that i'll tweet out the link actually right now and you can follow me because on sunday i'll be going down to the patriots bills game so i can give you all the insight there before the game um and see you know maybe how Ramondre stevenson and ezekiel elliott are looking pre-game um, just, just give, give you know and brian hold your ears here but uh can you just give him some some steroids some hgh whatever it takes i mean i just i just need an edge right now i'll, I'll just you know pass it to him on the sidelines <laughs> absolutely some red bulls just give a couple of red bulls some, something exactly. to give you wings. i need i need i need you guys to fly uh daniel before you get out of here answer this question from neon cars real quick ppr should i trade rashad white aaron and aaron jones or austin eckler yeah, I mean, I would do it, honestly. I, I agree with that. I would do that as well. All right. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you all soon. Guys, stay tuned. On the other side of the show, we're going to have Chaz Filardi and Chris Dowhauer talking about some of our bets for this weekend coming up. So everybody stay tuned to the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Spring has sprung, and our friends at Manscaped have the best tools for some spring cleaning. They've already helped you tidy up all the nooks and crannies of your body's basement. But this year, Manscaped can help you get the perfect presentation on that beautiful face with the new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Make sure you look your best this spring by using code BELLY20 to get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. So tame your mane with the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. The sun is peeking back out, which means you'll have to show your face in the daylight again. So use the kit to make sure your scruff looks award-winning, whether you have glorious beard flow or some smooth, sleek cheeks. Save 20% off and free shipping with the code BELLY20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code BELLY20 at manscaped.com. Focus on the face and use the Beard Hedger Pro Kit for the cleanest look in the game. Welcome back into the show, the DMD's Fantasy Football Show. Please make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and catch us and any podcast platform out there by downloading us when you're on the go. I got Chaz Filardi and Chris Dowhauer in the building. Chaz, how are we doing today? Well, as I mentioned to you guys earlier in the week, it was a pretty wild weekend. A lot of unders. A lot of unders. 12 and 3, but I said it. a matter of fact, the video from last week will show that I was 5 and 2. My two best bets lost on the field. I hit a 14 parlay round robin threes and fours with quarters. I hit a, a round robin twos and threes with unders and overs. Seven winners, not one had to do with who won the game. <laughs> Oh, man. Chris, how are we doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. You know, I'm kind of playing around with our new sponsor, Dan. I'm messing with the wolf spreads, trying yep. to practice some of the things Chaz has you know, been teaching us and seeing how it kind of works for us. So, so I'm excited about tonight. I'm excited to you know do some betting and excited about our new sponsor. 
Yeah, if you guys have not heard, and you should have by now, but if you have not heard, Wolf Spreads app, it's absolutely free to sign up. All you have to do is hit our direct contest link, which is on our social media feeds, at Show on X. You get $2,000 of fake money to place your bets. Whoever optimizes the most profits will actually win an Amazon $25 gift card every single week so make sure you guys join in again it's free to join the app click the link on our social media feeds on x in particular at billy bmd ff show join in place your bets you have to place at least 1500 of your two thousand dollars of fake money optimize your profits and you might win a 25 dollars amazon gift card for free that's how that works so make sure you guys join in for that all righty so let's go ahead and get into this abysmal week and uh, you know i, I we, we just always make money which is why football can always be exciting we still have fancy football we care about about we still have money we care about but it it gets a little bit difficult when you're looking at so many unders on the week and it might be a trend again this week this first one though i don't know might not be detroit Lions against the baltimore ravens ravens are favored at minus three with an over under of 43 heading into this game for this matchup in particular i did not find much value in betting on the lines whether it be the over under or whether it be baltimore minus three in this game you have two teams that have been pretty good against the spread Detroit five and one Baltimore four and two two teams have been kind of up and over the over under so far this season so Chaz what are you seeing here well I got this as my game of the week okay now part of it is because my wife is a Baltimore Ravens fan nice and part of it is because Detroit's been winning me a lot of money this year it's true so listen to Detroit. Uh, this is the highlights. Now, remember, we've been talking about this for a long time. I've known you guys for years and years and years. And this easy sports date, it just keeps cashing tickets. But last week was really special because I was over by the first quarter of that fourth game. It was really special because it was a lot of money for me anyway. Uh, so Detroit, 15-2-1 against the spread in the first half. 15-2-1. 19 out of 20. Baltimore allows 10 or less 19 out of 20. Think about that, right? That's this game in a nutshell. Both of those things can't happen. No, 100% agree. Chris, how how are you seeing this game? Yeah, I think this is going to be a slobber knocker. I'm not feeling super strong on this game, but if I had to pick, I'm going to pick the Ravens. Um, To Chaz's points, I think both teams, you know, have the track record showing the success. The Ravens, I think, haven't clicked quite yet. And I think that offensively, they can get it back on track, especially at home. I know Jared Goff's looked better on the road, um, but I still think this, this Detroit team's going to miss having David Montgomery. I think that's a, a heart and soul of their offense in a lot of ways. So I picked the Ravens if I'm going to pick in this game. Yeah, no, I get, I get. You know, I, I, I write. So I, I know some words and I know how to use the thesaurus, but I'd never heard slobber knocker before ever. <laughs> no, we, Chris and I use that term actually quite a bit. Feels yeah, like. I guess it's a, it's a very well-known term, but <laughs> it wasn't well-known to me. So thank you, Chris. <laughs> There you go. We'll see it in Chaz's uh, next article. Make sure you check that out. All right, so we got the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots. The Bills on the road to New England. They are favored at minus nine because the Patriots just cannot score no matter what they do. The over-under sitting here at 40 is not one of my lock bets of the week, but I will tell you I am looking to cash the under on this game. Patriots can't score. Flat out. They just can't score points. Buffalo hasn't looked particularly sharp. I think there's a good chance that they do cover while still having a low-scoring game. That's how I see this one going. Chaz, what do you think? Yeah, uh, I I only have four plays this week. So last week I had seven. The week before I had three. And I'm learning that 
you know what? I, I've got to, I've got to focus on that stomach thing. So I, I say to myself, if if you bet this and it loses, will you be more sick to your stomach that you bet it or that you shouldn't bet it? You know. So this game is is one of those four. I had Jacksonville, Jacksonville, in their last uh, six games. They were 24-0 against the spread for the first quarter, first half, second half in game, and I'm getting two and a half points. Uh, Buffalo was on the list as well, but it, you're absolutely right, Dan. It's mostly because New England is terrible. <laughs> so bad. Chris, Buffalo to cover and under or no? No, I think Buffalo is to cover and over. I think this is a game that Buffalo has dominated the New England Patriots um, for pretty much the last two, three years now. A dozen. They've won by a dozen. I did check, Chris, that head-to-head. They've won by a dozen every single game. They won by a yeah. dozen. Just need them to win by a dozen. So, <clears throat> winning by a dozen, nine-and-a-half-point pride spread, I do think Buffalo covers. I like Buffalo in this game. But, All yeah, right. Dan, the, uh, the lose and under, I've got a lot of them. So this is this yeah. is not you're not going eighty percent on a game. You're going eighty percent on a parlay. Think about eighty percent on your. If you hit eighty percent of your parlays, you would own belly up sports. Well, you do, but kind of. <laughs> so it, bet against the Patriots and under is eighty percent for the last five games. Yeah, well, I was Chaz. You bring up an excellent point because this week I'm not just betting unders. I am parlaying a lot of these games up because I'm, I'm so confident in the unders. I'm just like, you know what? I'm lumping these two together. I'm lumping these two together. I'm lumping these three together. And I'm just calling it a day. So I am looking for a big cash on that from that standpoint. So I'll be rooting for no points uh, coming up in this. Yeah, and Buff- Buffalo in the second half on the road, they've been under a nine out of ten. There you go. Uh, we got to watch the Commanders going to New York to take on the Giants. They are favored at minus two and a half. The Commanders, that is. The over-under at 37 and a half. And again, I have the under in this game. Talk about another team that can't score. That is the New York Giants. We don't think Daniel Jones is going to play. We do think it will be Tyrod Taylor again this week. The Commanders have been sometimes able to put up points, but I'm still taking an under in this game. And what we, let's, let's use the word, the slobber knocker divisional matchup, I think we're seeing between the Commanders and the Giants this week. Uh, Chaz, what are you seeing? Actually, I, I forgot to, to mention. So I got, I got my quarter one, half one, half two, and game. Uh, parlay. So I do vertical parlays and the horizontal parlay. So on the half two, it did have under Buffalo and New England, just so you know. But in this one, it's got Washington team total over 12 and a half. I don't know what it is, but if it's 12 and a half uh, or less, I'm betting over that. And the reason is um, they scored 13 plus and six of seven. They're seven to two against the spread in the second half on the road on the at home. But, you know, the Giants at home, haven't scored a touchdown in the first quarter since, like, sometime late last year. I thought they've even scored a touchdown. I don't even know if I remember that. They've allowed 13, though. So they've allowed 13 plus and five of six at home on in the second half. And Washington's had scored 13 plus and six of seven on the road in the second half. And hence my logic. <laughs> Chris, another under for you here. You see commanders covering. What you got? I think the unders, Dan, is the, yeah, the stats back you up on that one. The last six games played in New York have gone hit the under. 17 of the last 20 of these two teams playing in New York as well has hit the under. I think this is another game that the under sounds like the way to play. Yeah, I was, try- I was trying to see it here. So it does look like they did score a touchdown in the Miami game a couple of weeks ago. But, like, it was, like, one touchdown there. Do you, do you have – do you have your standing? Do you have your standing ovation button for a touchdown? For one touchdown. They got giant blue on too. 
Yep, they do. That's the probably part of the crowd. Yes, we got one touchdown. I, I think they've only had two games so far this year. They've had a touchdown uh, out of six games so far played. That's how. That's how. Big and, and 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 uh, I would love to wish that Daniel Jones coming in would mean something, but it won't make a difference. <laughs> it difference. Wouldn't, it wouldn't matter. Uh, let's go to the Cleveland Browns and the Indianapolis Colts. This line's seen some movement. Actually, it started off at minus two the beginning of the week. It's now crept up to minus three in favor of Cleveland as it started to look a little more promising that we may see Deshaun Watson this week after all. The over-under sitting at 40 and a half. I am still taking the under. It's another game I'm taking the under here. Expect Cleveland's defense to have their way with the Colts and the Colts are just looking like a team that when they play a good defense, I don't think the Gardner Minshew is good enough to actually put up points, especially against Cleveland's defense in particular. And Cleveland looks pretty fine with like, you know, if we can get out of here with an ugly, we'll go ahead and get out of here with an ugly. And that goes for whether Deshaun Watson's playing or if it's PJ Walker. I don't really think that part matters. I do think though, and this is, yes, this is one of my lock bets of the week. If I could find it. I can't find There it is. Lock them in. It's a lock. I am taking the Cleveland Browns to cover at minus three. Grover Stewart out for the Indianapolis Colts. I think the Browns will be able to do what they want to do, which is just run the ball, win ugly, and get out of there with the win against the inferior team. That's how I'm seeing it. Chaz, what do you got? Cleveland hasn't scored a touchdown in 11 straight games in the first quarter. Their under is 213-2, and two, so they got as many pushes as they got overs in 17 games. That's for the first half. Um, now, this is one of my plays. The first half under Cleveland Indy because uh, Indy scores 10 or less in 8 of 9. So we got 8 of 9, 11 of 11, uh, 2 and 13. You see, those are, those are systematic trends from teams that are struggling. Now, Indy, I always feel bad for Cleveland, I don't, because they're they've been screwed up for years. I mean, when you need two pages on the prompter to go through the quarterbacks you've had, you know, when you're playing Pittsburgh and they they go, this is the quarterbacks they had as long as this one Pittsburgh coach was here, and the list is like thirteen to one. But Indy, you got to admit, Indy got kind of screwed. I mean, that guy walked away on him, and what are you going to do? Yeah, no. What are you going to do, indeed, uh, Chris? Help me out with this question from uh, Patty. Do I trade away AJ Brown for Wilson? I'm I'm assuming that's Garrett Wilson and Puka Nakua. My receivers would be Puka Cooper Wilson. I'm two and four. Would you do that deal? Yeah, it's a little tough. It's PPR. First, I was immediately no. Um, being full point PPR, Wilson, you know, Puka have some value there, but I'm still keeping the superstar in AJ Brown. I'm not making that trade. I agree 100%. I'm not giving up. AJ Brown's been unreal right now. And again, especially with the game coming up this week against Miami, there's there's no way. Well, didn't they get another guy that he used to play with too recently? I saw Julio. Oh, Julio. Yeah. yeah, no, that matters not at all. But yeah, sure. It's fun to talk about in the headlines. Uh, <laughs> the bottom line is if Julio Jones is out there, though, you know Julio Jones is out there. I guarantee you, if he's out there, you know oh, he's yeah. out there. Like, oh, look, can I have your autograph while you well, don't? The bottom line there? is, you know what? If it takes a little bit away from me, I'm happy that Julio Jones is out there. It's better than Zacchaeus, so I definitely <laughs> it's, it's better than Zacchaeus. I don't know if it's any better than Quez Watkins, though. I guess that's why I'm not really that excited about it. Uh, we got my another lock em in bet of the week here. Lock them in. It's a lock. 
the Atlanta Falcons taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers favored by minus two and a half with an over under of 37. Guess what? Both teams have been under five of their six games this year. So that's why I am locking in the under on this matchup here with a divisional game. Chaz, what do you got? Yeah, I, I'm all over that with you. Um, why well, I'm not, I'm struggling to find it though. Let's see where it is here. Chris, do you agree while Chaz looks around? Yeah, I mean, Atlanta hasn't covered. Oh, oh, it's one of the first games. There we go. All right. I think in five straight. So yeah. let's see. There's a lot of pink here. In the first half, Atlanta, <laughs> drum roll, one in 14 against the spread. They've scored 10 or less in 11 of 12. In the second half, though, they allow 10 or less in 11 of 13. That's pretty good. Uh, on the road, it's just the same. One and nine against the spread. Uh, uh, score or less, score less, score less. So it's my underplay. I've got uh, under Tampa Bay and Atlanta. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And Chris, so I, think you're on, I think you're on board too, right? Yeah, I'm definitely on board. The one thing I was going to say is I definitely think this is a second half Chaz game right here. Both these teams start off slow. Both these teams don't score early on. Both the quarterbacks tend to get their points, more movement in the fourth quarter. Um, so I think this is definitely a game that you're going to be looking at the second half as an opportunity. To, well, from Chris is absolutely game. right, too, because you could have – uh, you could have a, a, a tale of two halves in some games. You could have a first half go over, uh, the second half go under, and the game go over, and vice versa with the under. You could have a second half over if it's six to three at halftime. It could be seventeen to ten, right? And they still are under technically. So um, it, it really is the second halves, and that's why when I see these numbers in the second half, that's the ones I respect. You know. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Patty, yeah, I mean, if you want to try A.J. Brown for Chase and Wilson, I, I don't see why anybody would do that. Even even A.J. just for Chase straight up, I don't see I don't see that deal getting done. But if you want to try it, hey, there's no harm in Hey, I, I have a fantasy question. How important yeah. is this Thursday night game to a fantasy roster? Yeah, it could be very important. You could you, There's guys that are going to have Christian Kirk and Evan Ingram and Alva Kamara playing right now, Chris Olave. I mean, there's a lot of fantasy-relevant players in tonight's matchup, even though it's only 17-9. to 9. Right, but the guy had two touchdowns. One guy, right? That was DTN. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, right, right. Far this year, yeah. I mean, that, that's got to give you a good start. If you between you two, when you've had one of your big players have a big night on Thursday, do you lose that week much? Uh, I would, I would say you definitely have an advantage if you're if you have a big week or big night on a Thursday night from a player, it definitely seems to give you an advantage heading into Sunday. You're already going up with a lead. Your projections are already kind of boosted up. It also allows you to play from a spot of confidence where you can sometimes make other lineup decisions that maybe you don't have to reach for the stars quite as much because your guys did well. I never thought I, about it. Yeah, because you got two days that really, you know, crow. Because yeah. you're, you're, you I will see this, and Chris probably could attest to this too. It sure as hell puts you in a better mood when you have one of your guys. Right, you got two days to crow about it, man. <laughs> <laughs> and it does like, the opposite you know, Chaz when and when you're on yeah. the opposite side when the other team does well you sit there for two days and you stew that's a long 48 <laughs> hours right <laughs> that's a long 48 especially if you're playing somebody that you talk to every day like you're from both of your buddies you know everybody else on my team better go off that's all you're yeah. thinking the entire yeah. <laughs> that's all you're thinking the entire time all right let's get into our next matchup oh look I think it's yeah it is it's one of it's my third lock them in of the week lock them in it's a lock 
We have the Raiders taking on the Chicago Bears. The Raiders on the road are favored at minus two and a half. I don't care because the over-unders at 37 and a half. We're going to see Tyson Badgett and either Brian Horner or Ain O'Connell. Yeah, yes, that's right. I'm it's taking the under. USFL it. game broke out in the NFL this week. <laughs> It's great. And the Raiders, you know, if you just want to top it off, they've also have gone under five of their uh, six games, too. And uh, the Bears, technically, they've gone over in some of their games, but that's also because they had Justin Fields and they had a bad defense. They don't have Justin Fields anymore. So I, and the bad defense may not matter because the Raiders don't have a quarterback to throw. So, yeah, I'm definitely locking in the under for this game. Chaz, what do you got? Here are some numbers. Ten or less, six of six, 21 or less, a six, a seven of seven. Uh, three or less, four or four, ten or less. But anyway, my play in this game is basically bet against Chicago because in the first half, they're okay. But in the second half, which we just talked about, one twelve and one in the last. How do you not get fired if you're one twelve and one? If I'm a, if I'm in the upper management, I'm playing any kind of money on the game. I'm going to be really upset. And for the game, it's two eleven and one. But in the second half at home, oh and eight against the spread. How do you do that? They're just when so you lose ten games in straight at home, Chaz. That's That's how you do that. Think about that. Just brutal. <sighs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how Everflux has a job. Hopefully, he doesn't after this year. Hopefully, they decide. You know what? If you're going to hit the reset button with Caleb Williams, because that's what Chicago keeps talking about, make sure you get a whole new coaching staff to go along with it. Just actually hit the reset button. Will you do us all a favor? Well, yeah, um, and again, we've seen it all the time, and very seldom does that guy that goes to the team because he's a quarterback not get his ass kicked for a couple of years. And sometimes that's all it. They never come back. I mean, these guys have won, right? Everywhere they go. Now they're playing against the Kansas City Chiefs, getting their asses handed to them 47 to three. And they're and all of a sudden they regress. Yeah. Some of the comments thing. Although I will say Justin Fields have been playing better as of late until he got the dislocated thumb. Uh, He's which- so good. He's so good. And their team is so poor. Yeah, it, it, he's a good playmaker. That, that there's no question about that. I think. I mean, I saw a 72 off. yard touchdown run he had one day. Yeah. 72 yard touchdown run on the watch. Yeah. He's on the watch. But I, I and Chris, you weren't there for the first segment of this. But Brian thinks this could be a season-ending injury, uh, and on, on that, if that's going to be the case, uh, we talked about it. Might want to sell high on DJ Moore and anything else you got going on around the Chicago Bears right now. If he's going to be out for the rest of the season, we actually have to suffer through Tyson Badgett for more than you know a week. Which, yeah, that, and that's so true in fantasy, yeah. right? If the main guy, the guy that has the rock, goes down, all the other guys around them are useless, right, to fantasy because they got nobody to get them the ball. Well, especially when you don't have a backup, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get into our next game here. We got the Steelers taking on the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are favored at minus three. The over-under sitting at 43 and a half. This is one I'm I'm staying away from this game. I my heart of hearts, I want to take the Rams to cover in this game at minus three, just because the Steelers have been so bad. But the Rams have been playing down to their competition. They're playing up to their competition. And that's where it kind of scares me a little bit. And I don't know if they're gonna have a running game on Sunday. So with a lot of things in flux unknown, this is a game I'm kind of actually staying away from because I can see a pathway for points on hitting the over. I can see a pathway for this being another low scoring game at 43 and a half. I just don't got a feel for this game. So Chaz, what do you got? Well, there's a few numbers here. I, I'm on the page with you. The the Rams, starting with the, the Rams, the home team, they're 5-1 against the spread in the last six at home. But here's some numbers. Under is 10 of 11 for Pittsburgh in the second half. And they've scored 10 or less in 10 of 11 in the second half. Unders 10 of 10 of one on the road. This is on the road. So there's unders everywhere again. But again, 
You can't be afraid to bet unders. And if you really think it's going to be an under and it's over for the first half, I would bet it again because I did it. It works. Chris, you got a feel for this one? I don't, Dan. To your point, I think this goes either way. I think both these teams can turn the ball over, which can get that score going up a little higher than we expect it to be. Um, both these teams could go out there and just do nothing. The one thing I will be watching, and I didn't get to see today's report for him, but TJ Watt is going to be out for for any reason. That would change my mind where I picked the Rams. I think the Rams are the more talented team and the better matchup, but I agree with the running attack is going to be kind of missing. If TJ Watt's not involved, that changes things. I can tell you did not practice today, but it, it, it sounds like there's still quite a bit of optimism about him going on Sunday. So tomorrow's and, and really, could you confirm that with defensive guys, it's a little different. You know, they could not practice all week, and they're okay. The offensive guys, you can see guys. when they don't practice. The offensive choppy, the defensive guy, I mean, he's he's so talented, right? As long as he's not, you know, he's not, you know, limping so badly, that dude makes a difference in a game. No, he definitely, he definitely does. Uh, let's go to our next game here. We got the Arizona Cardinals taking on the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are favored at minus seven and a half. The over-under set at 44 and a half. I am taking the Seahawks to cover in this game. I think the scrappiness of Arizona is starting to wear off. I think we're starting to see that crack there. So I am going to take Seattle to cover this game and get a little bit back on track after last week. Chaz, what do you see? It's funny because I was talking to my son and he realized that he was using a smart philosophy for Survivor but didn't get it because you could only pick one team once, right? But he was spending, he found himself three weeks in a row picking against Arizona. And guess what? It works out pretty well. Yeah, they, uh, Arizona is one of six against the spread in the second half. They've scored 10 or less in. <laughs> I can only say 14. In 14 <laughs> straight games, they scored 10 or less points. Yeah. Uh, so second half, 7 oh, 1 1 in Seattle against the spread. Chris, you see it the same way? I I don't feel as confident about it, Dan. I feel like Seattle plays with its food too much sometimes. And this is a game where we talk about playing down the competition. Seattle tends to play down to its competition. I do think they're going to win, but I do worry about the cover. Well, that might be exactly why these numbers are shown, Chris, what happens. Maybe they just wake up at halftime, and that's why they're 7-1-1, one, one, and, and they're saying, you know what? What the hell are we doing? This team isn't as good as us. Because you know, if you've ever played football, you know when you're a better team. doesn't always matter. Sometimes the ball bounces funny ways because it's shaped funny, you know? Well, to that point, too, Chaz, Arizona's had this entire season started off really well first half. Second half, they come out and shit the bricks, and they, that's why they lost all their leads, and basically every team's blowing them out or you know, come back and won. Yeah, they've allowed 26 straight. 26 or more in three straight. You know what? There's certain numbers, you know, the three and the seven, right, for betting. But really, if you can't get to 21 and you give up more than 24, you're not going to win. Those are the numbers. you got to score 21 points, and you can't give up more than 24 if you want to be an NFL uh, winner. Yep. Nope. 100%. Uh, let's go into it. We got the Chargers taking on the Chiefs. The Chiefs are favored at minus five and a half with an over under of 48. There's been too many games of the Chiefs that have been going under. Uh, that's what I'm going to get here. I don't have a good feeling about them covering this game necessarily, uh, but nor am I going to bet on the Chargers. I'm, I'm done. I'm done betting on the Chargers, but I will take the under in this game at the 48. Chaz, what do you see? 
Well, there's a lot of highlights here, but I do remember last week telling my son, I've, listen, I'm telling you, Kansas City, bet them early and then walk away. Cause they, and they did it again. They won the first quarter, and they won the first half. They lose the second half, and they don't cover for the game. So what do we got? We got a pink one here. A score. Oh, I got a new pink highlighter, by the way. It's really pretty. Oh, nice. Uh, they score 10 or more in the second half. The Chargers do an 8 of 9, but they allow 10 or more in 6 of 6. The under is 7 of 7 in the second half for Kansas City. Uh, the Chargers in the first half have scored 10 or more on the road 14 straight games. However, in the first quarter, in eight of their last nine games, Chicago hasn't allowed a point. Not a point. Their under is 11 for 11. Wow. How about that? When we get the first quarter going. Those, I mean, the numbers were thrown out here. 11s, 14s. I mean. Wild trends. Yeah. Wild, wild yeah. Trends. Yeah. 100%. Definitely weighs the cash money for sure. Chris, what, what, do you, what do you got for this game? What do you see it going? So I'm going to go with my gut. And this is my upset special, Dan. I think that the Chargers are going to pull out this game. I think they're going to beat the Chiefs straight up. Chris, I ha- you are the second person, Paolo, you know, uh, Zabriano from the show. He was he's also called that earlier in the week. So good for you guys. <laughs> May you not feel the burn of the Chargers. <laughs> this is no, this is a perfect game for the Chargers to win because it'll give them hope. It'll give them hope, and that's the <laughs> thing you want them to have. You want them to have hope because they got no chance. Oh, man. This is so you want them to get set up for the playoffs. Yeah, no, no. They, 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 that's what they'll do. Playoffs. And they'll come back <laughs> I come back next week and they'll lose to the Bears. <laughs> you know, the Bears. <laughs> uh, we got the Green Bay Packers going into Denver. They're favored at minus one here over under of 45. And I have a big red X on this game saying, don't bet it. Don't bet it. Chaz, what do you got? Yeah, I, I, I went by it pretty quick. I think it did have something highlighted there. Though. So, Chris, what do you like on this game? Yeah, I'm with Dan on this one. This is a game where I feel like I should be Green Bay. Green Bay has the more talented team. There's every reason to be picking Green Bay. We've seen Denver just look hideous and awful and get worse and worse as the season progressed. But, man, that Green Bay offense is really challenged. How about a team that struggles to score points, especially in the first half of games? So where I do like this, Denver, once again, that the script the first half, they are able to score points early on. They can't do shit in the second half. Green Bay is opposite. Green Bay can't do anything in the first half, but come the second half, they usually were able to move the ball. So that's what I'm looking for in this game, Chaz. I'm not picking a winner. I'm playing halves. Yeah, well, you're, you're right on. Listen to this. Three or less in four or four. This is Green Bay for the first quarter. In the first half, they're 0-3 against the spread in their last three. They've scored 10 or less in six straight. However, second half's a whole other story, and they are part of my big second half three-team Ron Robin parley with Green Bay, Seattle, and the under in the Buffalo-New England game. The problem with that is you got I got to bet that as an open parlay on a different website than I normally use, but I will have action in multiple sites this week. <laughs> open, open part. A lot of places don't have open har- parlay. No, they don't. And they're the bomb. They are so great because you could see you get an opportunity and you bet it and you say, I'll figure out the opportunity later for the next round of games, you know? <laughs> All right, let's head into our next matchup. We got the Miami Dolphins, the Philadelphia Eagles. This is the game I'm actually looking forward to. And this is my 
underdog pick of the week. The Eagles are favored at minus two and a half with an over under of 52. And frankly, I'm just a little bit more impressed with the Miami Dolphins than I am with the Philadelphia Eagles. Both been pretty good against the spread, but the Dolphins four and two on the over. I also like the over in this game might be the one game we actually get to see some points being scored. And I'm taking Miami on this as well. What do you guys got, Chaz? Yeah, that's uh, my one of my plays of the week is the over in the Miami Philly game. Uh, score twenty. Uh, Miami scores twenty four plus and five of six or seven and one against the spread in that time. Uh, Philly scores thirteen or more in the first half and six of seven at home in the first half. They score ten plus and ten of eleven. But this is a game where they both score points. They both allow points. Well, we've seen, we've seen it. I mean, uh, I'm not telling you anything you haven't seen. Yeah, Chris, what do you got in this game? I like the over, Dan. Um, I'm a little nervous when we get you know, excited about these over games because when it looks like it's supposed to be a high-scoring game, does, but yeah. it winds up being like 17-14. We got to hope um, for something, Chris. Look how the, the Chargers, the Charger game started like an over, right? First shit, bang, bang, two touchdowns. And that was squat yeah. after that. No, yeah. that's, I think the difference, though, my only concern, if this game was Miami, I would just hammer the hell over the over. Um, being it's in, you know, Northeast Miami sometimes struggles when they come up Northeast, sometimes offenses in travel as well, but I think it should be, I think the over is the way to go. As for who the winner is, I don't want to touch this game in that sense. I think both these teams have just as capable of winning. You know what it was, Chris? I always try to come up with at least one underdog special. This is the only underdog special I think it even had a chance this week. That's why I went with the Chargers. That's why I was like, I think the Chargers just would do Charger things this week. Where the, And the Chiefs are due to lose one that they should. They've been skating by. Yeah, no, that's fair, too. Uh, we got a question coming in from Cole T, man. I just traded Tua Higgins and James Cook for Matthew Stafford and Saquon Barkley. Did I win? No, no, you did not. No, I, I like your Charles, but Charles Barkley, maybe Charles Barkley, <laughs> maybe. I mean, I mean, look, the, the best player in this deal is Barkley, but you're also downgrading when you're losing Higgins. You're downgrading when you're going from Tua to Stafford. Uh, I don't think that's enough to give for a guy who just came off a high ankle sprain uh, for Barkley. Chris, do you agree? Disagree? I tend to agree, particularly on the rest of your roster is, but the, giving up Higgins right now, like I'm not, you'll, you'll have some depth at receiver. Yeah, that, I, agree, I agree with that as well. Yeah, you might be, you have to be covered there. All right, so we go into the Monday night matchup. The San Francisco 49ers taking on the Minnesota Vikings. This line has actually moved a little further north. 49ers are now favored at minus seven points. The over-under set at 44 we, we don't know exactly if McCaffrey or Devo Samuel or Trent Williams are going to play. We expect Trent Williams to play. It sounds like Devo Samuel's got a decent chance of playing. We don't really know about CMC, but we know he's got a shot to play as well. So maybe everybody's back or maybe they're all out. We have no idea. Either way, I don't really care because it's Kirk Cousins with no Justin Jefferson on a Monday night primetime game. I'm taking the 49ers to cover at minus seven. Chaz, what do you see? Yeah, so the trends for this one, uh, San Francisco in the first quarter scores seven or more in seven of eight. They're five and one against the spread. Minnesota scores three or less or six of, in, in six of their last six, and they're 0-6 against the spread. So that made my quarter one plays. And then on the road, San Francisco scored 10-plus and 9-9 and in the first half. And for the game at home, they're allowing 22-plus Minnesota in 10 of 11. 10 of 11, they're 0-5 against the spread. Yeah, Chris, what do you got? You, you taking the San Francisco too? I'm torn on this one, Dan. I want to take San Francisco to win. I think they should be due for a bounce back, particularly after laying an egg versus Cleveland last week. 
My concern is not necessarily McCaffrey or Debo not playing. Um, my concern is if Trent Williams didn't play. The one thing that you're going to guarantee from the Brian Flores, you know, Viking defense is they're going to blitz the hell out of you. And if you don't have an offensive line that's very coherent, which I don't think you do with outside Trent Williams, things can get kind of exciting in his offense where you see Brock Purdy under pressure and what he's able to do. Um, so I, I have a little little nervousness. I do think the 49ers should cover. I do think the 49ers should win. But if Trent Williams doesn't play, then I would kind of back off that. Um, the other thing I would watch out for that I've kind of heard rumors around is that the 49ers in general, and a lot of teams talking about this right now, do not like the field that they're going to be playing on on Monday night. And there's a lot of talk that they might hold some of the players back just because also not being big fans of the field as well. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Williams, from what I understand, of the three, of the big three, Debo, Christian McCaffrey, and Trent Williams, he's the one who's expected to play the most out of those three. And he did he did want to being able to finish the game last week. But the good news is that you don't have to bet this game right now. You can wait till the Friday and Saturday practice reports and then figure it out then for sure just to cover it all up. Uh, let's get into my lock player props and you guys think about what games you want for the parlay. I got two attack of Vogue. I'm going to, man- Chris, I'm telling you, I'm going to manifest this over on the Miami Dolphins. I got two attack Lavoa over 273 and a half passing yards. He's been over that four of the last six games, and the Eagles allow the ninth most passing yards this season. I also have his number one target, Tyreek Hill, over 96 and a half receiving yards. He's been over that mark four of the last six games. And then I have Bijan Robinson as a lock for over 24 and a half receiving yards this week. He's been over that mark five of the last six. And the only way the running backs really move the ball against Tampa Bay so they get the ball thrown to them. I think that trend continues too. So those are my three player prop locks for this week. All right. So as far as our parlay goes, so I remember really- let's before we go anywhere, because you know we have cash this year. Before we go anywhere, let's make sure we're clear. I stuck out a team that stunk and then Chris changed for my other team that stunk. So <laughs> that's where we went last. Then you had a winner, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember who it was. Detroit. Now. Detroit. Detroit, thank you. Yes, Detroit. it was. It was Detroit on that one. That's right. When they were on the road, people weren't sure how they're going to play against Tampa Bay last week. That's right. Couldn't remember for a second. Um, I do have my, my parlay pick is going to be Cleveland covering at minus three over the Indianapolis Colts. That is going to be my pick for uh, this week for our parlay. What do you got, Chaz? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Buffalo. Buffalo minus nine. Okay. Yeah. Chris, what do you think? I'm going to go with Washington uh, covering to beat the Giants. Minus two and a half. Yeah, sure. Why not? They should. <laughs> but really, not one of those games is a game that I would really pay attention to normally. No. no well, like I mean, I went through. There's how many? There's, 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 what is it? Thir- 13 games this week, right? Uh, yes. Well, yeah, yeah, right. Thir- matchups, yes. Down, down, yeah, right. Off, yes. So, and, I, and I found four plays. Four well, plays. Do, do, do your games. point, Chaz. These, these three games that we just picked are probably the only games that I actually feel confident in betting on this weekend yeah. also. I, I hope yeah. our probably hits because the rest <laughs> of the choices, I was like, ooh, I do not like our option. Well, I'll tell you, ever, ever since I started going to that round robin, it's been great because when I do go two and three, I get my money back. So if we go two and three, I get my money back. But if we sweep, guess what? I hit them all. I hit them all. I will say, if you want to take some good news, the, the Jaguars-Saints game somehow has already hit the over because they're under over under is 39. They're at 40 now. So maybe we'll get more scoring than we're expecting. Yay, turnovers. <laughs> maybe by some miracle. You never know. Uh, Jazz, what do you got coming up? We want people to follow you at, man. 
Well, you know, I'm, I'm going to start covering Brazil soccer. So right. if you go to sportsbettingweekly.com, you're going to start seeing Brazil soccer. So what it is is uh, the, the, the soccer has tournaments. Every country has their tournament. It's it's a pretty big deal. You know, it's it's like their Super Bowl. And the championship for Brazil is on the 3rd of December, and I get there on the 1st. So I'm going to cover it for the next two months. Hey, look at that. Well, CFL's going away. It gives me a little time on my plate. Okay. I'm excited to check out that. Soccer is always a great... You talk to me about this all the time. Soccer is a great sport to be able to make yeah. money on. So yeah. definitely go ahead and check out Chaz Florida for that. Think Craig, about it. You run around for 70 minutes, and then you got to keep going for 20 more. <laughs> that's when all the action happens. That's true. That, that is true. It's always that last third of the game. Yeah. Uh, we'll have their... Uh, the MD's Fantasy Football Show will be back on Sunday night at 10.30. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit the bell notifications to get notified exactly when we go live and when we have new content available to you because we'll be pumping out the videos like we always do over the weekend and download us on your favorite podcast app. And, and, you know, Chris, you know, you guys can compete against Chris and I, the rest of the guys from the MD's Fantasy Football Show, Adam LaRue, Chase Thornton, try to make sure you get your bets in go to wolf spreads app hit our direct link we'll be posting it out more over social media throughout the weekend but if you go to at billy up mdff show right now on x you can see it in our little profile description it's right there for you to click on it's going to be a weekly contest get two thousand dollars of fake money it's free to sign up free to download the app and if you maximize the most profits for that week you will win a 25 dollars amazon gift card the week's close they start on thursday they close on Monday. So get those bets in. Don't worry about it. If you missed today, it's okay. You can still put $2,000 down on the games remaining. So don't don't worry about it from that factor. In fact, even if you miss on Sunday, you can still sign up. Just put $2,000 down on something on Monday. And who knows? Maybe you'll still win. So it goes throughout the entire weekend. Make sure you guys hit us up for that. Again, free for you, and you might win $25 Amazon. And with the holidays coming up, that's not nothing. Uh, guys, make sure you have a fun weekend. Good luck this weekend. We'll see you all real soon. <laughs>